0: All right, y'all are now tuning in to Mommy Overload. I am your host, Kyra Roland. Sit back, listen, and enjoy as we talk about all aspects of life. Don't go anywhere. You do not want to miss Mommy Overload. All right, so this first episode, um, you're basically just getting to know me, your host, um, I am Kyra. I'm 22. I'm from Houston, Texas, H-town. Stand up. Um, I am married. Um, I'm a mom of three beautiful boys. They're all under three years old currently. Um, yeah. Don't ask me how does she do it because I don't even know how I do it, but I do it. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. First thing I want to discuss is the mommy life. A lot of people want to know, like, what does my life as a mom consist of? Um, being a mom, it's, well, let's put it like this, since we're all in quarantine, um, and my husband is deployed, so all day every day it is me and the kids. Um, I cook breakfast, lunch dinner, make snacks, change diapers, potty train, um, breastfeed, everything. and I do have fur babies um, or fur a fur baby and, and a bird baby. I don't know what you would call that, but I we do have a bird and a dog. so my life can get hectic really quick, Um, so my life as a mom is very crazy, very crazy, and with my kids, um, having a three-year-old that is almost four, a two-year-old that is almost three, and a seven-month-old, you can only imagine how my life is throughout the day, every day all day it's crazy it's mind-blowing um another thing is when do you have time to do things for yourself while having kids I do not get any time throughout the day only time that I get time for myself is nap time which lasts for about two hours and then when all the kids go to bed that is when I get the time to um like, when they take naps, I can prepare lunch. So, when they get up, all I have to do is either pop it in the microwave or fix it. Um, and then, when they're asleep, that is the time where I can shower. And have have some serious time to myself just to enjoy my shower. Um, or enjoy dinner that I probably didn't even get to finish or it got cold because my seven month old is crying so the time that I do get is during nap and when they're asleep and people the last thing um for this topic um is basically how do you deal with stress now this is a good question majority of the time which this is not healthy at all I don't recommend anybody doing this if you have an outlet use it um but sometimes I don't even deal with my stress in that moment I kind of just throw it behind my shoulder and whenever it comes back up then it comes back up and it's like twice as, as more stressful than it was you know dealing with it at the first moment um but Sometimes I just take a breather or I have developed this thing where I tune out um, them calling my name 5 million times and not wanting anything. Or I tune out, you know, cries for about 2 or 3 minutes just to give myself time to just, you know, say, okay, Kyra, take a breath, breathe, you got it. So that is kind of my healthy slash unhealthy way of dealing with stress the next topic that i want to talk about is being a military spouse um and the questions i got about that is does it affect your social life does it affect your normal life how do you deal with deployments tips advice lessons learned encouragement um so the first thing that i want to touch on is does it affect your social life It 100% does affect my social life completely. Because when you are a military spouse, Navy spouse, whatever, and their job, well, really all of it, requires you to do PCS moves, um, that right there alone affects me. Because... I can meet some of the most amazing women and become friends and have to pack up my life and move either across the country or to a whole different area. And over time, you know, you don't really meet a lot of people who um, who you can stay friends with over the phone and through FaceTime and through messages. You don't really find too many people like that. I have two people... Right now that I talk to on a daily basis, um, every single day, all throughout the day, you know, when we're not busy. um, And that's, you know, my best friend and another lady whose uh, husband works on the same ship as my husband. So it does affect my social life because I'm constantly changing friends, um, constantly having to let go. Let me put it like this. This is my first PCS move which means that I'm moving from San Diego to Texas. Um and I've met, you know, a few nice ladies here that I would want to be friends with, you know, um for a long time, but it I just don't see it working like that and which is kind of sad because they are amazing women. Um so it does affect my my social life completely. Um but, you know, we meet people throughout our life every day. So it affects me, but it doesn't affect me to the point where I'm like, oh, I hate this, or I'm complaining about it. Um, Does it affect your normal life? Um, it does. Just a little bit, though. Um, as far as normal life, the only thing it affects is, like, I can't say certain things because of OPSEC. Um, oh, another thing that I want to add to social life, um, I just want to let y'all know this is going to be explicit. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, but as far as social life, you do meet, I have met military wives who think they are the shit and think that, um, they're better than my husband because they're at a higher pay grade, a higher rank. Um, it, I have met some shitty military moms that I let me let me let me just say it like this: I've met a few military wives who I would slap the shit out of, but I'm not because when I walk out of the four walls of my house, I'm not only representing. Myself, but I'm representing the fact that I'm a mom and I'm representing my husband. I'm representing his family. I'm representing my family. So I'm just going to say that when it comes to the social life and being married to a, uh, someone in the military, you will meet military wives slash. No, you will meet military wives who think they are the shit and think they are untouchable because their husband is a second class petty officer or e6 or whatever a coc a chain of command a chief whatever um so i'm just gonna put that out there but back to the normal life i can't really say what i want to say sometimes because of opsec um what else does it affect as far as normal life when they go on deployments that it's like a lot of stuff that you have to do on your own here. So for me, we're having to move in a few months and I have to, I'm not complaining. Let's just put that out there. I'm not complaining, but I have to get everything done as far as house, uh, papers, applications for the the next home, literally everything. And that affects me because... When I left my mom's house and I got married, well, let me put it like this. When I got married and left my mom's house, I was 20, 21. I was 21, um, so I never really experienced, you know, I never really experienced the whole, like, you know, paying certain bills or, you know, going to just to, to cover it all. I've never experienced paying quote unquote, those bills, you know, um, or doing those adult things that, you know, your parents would do when it comes to like mortgage and vehicles and taxes and all of that stuff. So it's like, I'm still learning, um, which I don't care if anybody judges me. Well she's 21, she got at her mom's house 21, still barely knows how to do anything. Yeah, that is fine. So, you know, it is what it is, but that really... Sometimes it does affect me because it's like, damn, you know, I don't really know how to do this. Or like, you know, that part right there is just kind of irritates me. Um, How do you deal with deployments? This is my first deployment and it is a hot ass mess. Everything... That I was scared to go through by myself while he was deployed is happening. I had all three kids sick last year, the end of the year. Um, there's a freaking pandemic going around going on of deadly virus that's going on. And this hold up I just told my husband this like 30 minutes ago. This deployment is a disaster. For my first deployment, it was a bunch of bullshit. Um, so I can't even say how do I deal with deployments because I've been through all the emotions. Depressed, sad, mad, happy, wanting sex, needing my husband, being ugly, being cute, eating, not eating, wanting to take five shots of liquor, alcohol, and then just wanting to... Drink water and Gatorade and orange juice. So it's just like I have went through all the emotions. I'm over it. I can't wait till my husband is home. Deployments are are just shit, and the deployment curse. The deployment curse that right there it's in itself will piss you off. Let me tell you why. I had a flat tire. All three kids got sick. Pandemic. What else? Car insurance got messed up. Pulled over. Literally, it's just been like the worst. Now, I can say there has been some good days where I'm good. But let me tell you, you have to be be specially built for deployments. You cannot be a weak, soft person and, and go through a deployment. It's not going to work like that. Like you have to be mature in the mind to deal with the deployment. You have to be strong, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally strong to deal with the deployment. That's all I'm going to say. So if you are not those things, then you might want to rethink and, you know, Talk about your spouse on that one when it comes to your first deployment. So, you know, that's that's. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Make sure you talk to your spouse if you're feeling uncomfortable um, or uneasy about a deployment. Make sure you talk to them about that. Make sure you have a support system. So that's gonna. uh, What I'm gonna tell you now is all the tips, the advice, the lessons learned um, from my end. Make sure you have a good support system. Make sure you have real friends, good friends. I'm not saying only be friends with somebody who's going to just, you know, stop what they're doing to to come, you know, come to your rescue, which, you know, is that's a good friend, but you also have to be mindful that they're busy too. But you need to find some good friends. Make sure you have a good support system. And make sure you, you know, you have an outlet to, make sure you have an outlet to vent. That was my number one mistake was I didn't really have a good support system out here in San Diego. Some of the girls I met were full of shit. Some of them, I'm still friends with them. Um, So just make sure you have good people around you to support you. That's really the best advice that I can give. Um, is make sure you have a good support system friends, family, best friends, counselors, therapists, whatever. Um, so I'm about to wrap up this episode. It's going to be a short, um, episode. Oh, I do want to talk about, um, well, really want to give advice for someone who is talking or dating someone in the military or um, someone who is thinking, thinking about dating someone in the military. I just want to say to make sure that you are comfortable with everything that comes with daily, with dating someone in the military. Make sure that you are, for the ones that are in, already in a relationship with some, already in a relationship with someone who's in the military that isn't married, make sure that you are, that y'all are both solid in y'all's relationship. Even if you're married, make sure y'all are solid. If there are trust issues, deal with them now. Don't sweep it under the rug. Talk about it now, and y'all both come compromise and come to a resolution um when it comes to trust whatever issues y'all have talk about it and don't sweep it under the rug that is just that right there would would help a lot um with problems that could come up or you know in the future now my advice for someone who is thinking about dating someone in the military would be the same make sure you are prepared Um, and can accept and deal with everything that comes with their job. Like duty days, um, leaving deployments, getting deployed randomly. Like you have to be prepared for all of that. Um, and what else? Trying to touch all bases on here. Um, Oh, one other thing that I want to add before I close out is make sure, no, I'm not going to put it like this. This is a a tip, well, not really a tip, but this is an advice for the ones who are either dating or married to someone in the military, and y'all have kind of, like, trust issues, Um, you have to understand that they're working with opposite sex. You know, your husband is working with other females. Your wife is working with other males. Understand that. That comes with their job description. It's not all just... Oh, only males get to work here. Only females get to work there. That's not, you know, how it is. So if you have trust issues or you just are not feeling right about that, then you need to work on something that is, you need to work on that issue within yourself. I'm going to put it like that. Because, for example, I had a, um, when me and my husband first got together slash just got married, that was really fucking me up. Like, I knew he worked with females, but it was just pissing me off for, um, for many reasons. Um not because I thought that he would cheat on me or would do me wrong because everyone knows that wouldn't ever happen, but it's just, it's hard when your husband works with females who don't give a fuck. You got females who are friendly as hell. You got females who try to flirt in between the lines. You got females who just, you know, friendly. Don't, you know, all of that. And that shit was really bothering me. Like I had a, I had an issue. I'm not going to say no names, but I had an issue with one of his coworkers, um, who was on the shit when we first got together. I really couldn't fucking stand her. And for the longest, I've been trying to explain to my husband why I didn't like this girl. And he would always say, oh, she, you know, she doesn't have a problem with you. She's always rooting for us and this and that. But she was just so friendly. And I just thought that was weird how, like, another female could be friendly with another woman's husband. That right there will cause a uh, issue for that person. But that was something that really pissed me off. And I had to, and I realized... I had to work on an issue that I was having with myself. I mean, was having, excuse me, was having within myself. Um, I had to work on that because it was starting to cause issues in my relationship, in my marriage. And turns out, which this is going to sound crazy. I'm probably going to sound like a, a crazy bitch or a crazy wife, but. It's not that I didn't trust my husband. I just didn't trust these bitches. Do you hear me? I did not trust these bitches. I still don't trust these bitches. I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. This is mommy overload, but I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Nothing is sugar-coated. Um, but I don't trust these bitches. I don't. And if my podcast ever reaches his ship and the ladies hear this, I just want to say to the one that called my husband a bitch while I was on the phone, baby girl, baby girl, dike or no dike, big, little, purple, or blue, just know when I see you, that's all I'm going to say. When I see you. I just want to put that out there. So. Don't be crazy like me. Because you know. I'm still working on my ways. Okay. But. You know. Don't get it twisted. Is all I'm going to say. So just make sure you are prepared. And. You're strong enough. To be with someone in the military. Make sure that if you want to be a mom, that you take the precautions, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, to be the best mother that you can be. Be yourself, learn to cope with your stress, learn to cope with your anxiety, learn to cope with your depression. Even after you have your children, Or you have your baby make sure you have a healthy outlet for postpartum depression because it is real it is real and it sometimes which is very unfortunate it can overpower a mother so make sure you have healthy coping mechanisms for deployments make sure you have healthy outlets for your everyday life. Your everyday stress. Your everyday anxiety. Just make sure. That you are taking care of you. Despite all the bullshit that goes on. Every day. Despite the bullshit that goes on. Within this world. Make sure that you are taking care of you. And you are loving you. So. Just keep that in mind. So. That is going to wrap up episode one. Thank y'all for listening. Keep tuning in because I have a lot of good things to talk about and discuss. And I also want to get y'all's opinion and um, suggestions on, you know, what else I can talk about. You can, um, you know... If you have my social media, I will be talking about my social media later on. But you can message me or whatever. And just give your suggestion on, you know, what I can talk about. So thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate the love and support. I appreciate it all. This is Mommy Overload signing off until next time. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to this next episode i'm gonna be talking more about what it's like being a military wife um like as far as like my social life my personal life my kids life and you know some other things that we uh most definitely gotta discuss so first i want to start off with talking about my social life um it does affect my social life because when you move a lot you can't really you can but then you can't really like continue certain friendships because some people require or need um or want that adult interaction when it comes to friendships. You do you can have friendships that you can continue like um virtually over the phone, text, FaceTime, whatever. Um for me, it really doesn't matter. Um I'm an introvert, so I, you know, if I have friends, I do. If I don't, I don't care. It is what it is. So it does affect social life, like having friends, um, things like that. And your personal life, it really doesn't affect my life personally, if that makes sense. Um, I'm just going to leave that there because it really doesn't affect me personally like that. And then as far as my kids' life, um, it does affect them in um, a few areas, which would be um, you have the changing schools frequently, um, the social life is semi-affected, and then you have schooling, like proms, graduations, you know, things like that. So I want to start off with changing schools frequently, um, as they prefer to call it, like a military brat or a military child. They do change schools frequently because depending on what the, the military personnel, like what their status is or what they, how can I put it, um, just whatever they work, whatever their job title is or whatever their job position requires you to do. People have a lot of PCS moves, which means, you know, permanent change of station. Um, so they're changing schools very frequently, either, you know, that could either be, um, every year, every two years, every five years, you know, it's just changing throughout a period of time. Um, and then there's social life that goes with, uh, schooling. Like, um, for instance, you keep changing schools, then, you know, friendships are at stake, um you keep it's the same way as as how it is with me like affecting my um my social life which is friends constantly changing friends you don't really stay friends long with somebody that you know you're trying to build a friendship with virtually over the phone facetime text anything like that and for me what would really affect them would be their proms graduations and schooling my husband is still friends with the people he went to high school with and I love that about about you know the his group of friends I really do love it because that's what I want for my kids you know he has his best friends ride or die friends whatever you want to call them so I want them to have that same thing um I don't want us to move during any of the four years that they're in high school i want them to go to prom with the people who they you know who they went um who they went to high school with for those four years i want them to graduate with the people they've went to school with for those four years and all of that so it's like hopefully for me when they do get into high school we don't have to move you know during those years And I want to say, I want to make this clear that I am not complaining about any of this. Because none of it really truly bothers me enough to be like, you know what? Mm, I don't really like this. This isn't for me. You know, this is not what I expected. I don't want to deal with this anymore. You know, I'm not coming from that place. But I knew what I signed up for. So, like I said, it doesn't really bother me. I'm not complaining But these are things that can and will be affected when you marry someone or decide to marry someone in the military. So, these things are affected in my life, but not to a point, like I said, where I, you know, can't stand it or it hurts my feelings or it bothers me. Um, So, I'm an introvert, as I stated. Um, So, the friendship and the social part doesn't really bother me. Um, But, I am currently going through my first deployment and also... Um, I've recently dealt with my first PCS move into our home in San Diego back in December 2018. Um, all my friends and family are in Houston. Um, I took a a temporary loss with that um, because we are moving back to Texas, um, you know, towards the end of the summer, beginning of the summer, you know, depending on what the big Navy wants to do. Um, but if you want long-term friends and you don't want to move every other couple of years, then being a military spouse is not for you. You know, you will meet friends that you can still be friends with and connect with for a very long time, but physically being there in a friendship won't happen that often and is almost rare. So if you don't think you can handle not having a lot of friends or you don't think you can handle moving all the time or... You can't handle them having duty for 24 hours. If you can't deal with their underways, meaning they go out to sea for an X amount of time, whether it be three days, six days, 15 days, half a month, whole month. You know, if you can't deal with that stuff and being separated from your spouse as they go and do their job, then if y'all hear my baby in the back, you know, I'm trying to get my episodes done and make sure y'all have content to listen to. So if y'all hear him in the back, just be like, oh, cute, you know, whatever. Don't complain about it because if you don't want to listen to no kid or no baby in the background, then my podcast is not for you. But anyway, if you can't handle all those things or you can't handle what the military brings as far as spouses um, or being a military wife slash husband, then baby girl baby boy dating somebody or marrying somebody in the military is just not for you it's not up your alley so you're gonna to have to change it change who you want to date you're gonna to have to seek you know if you date if you decide to date somebody by what their career title or status is then you know maybe you want to go ahead and change that but guys i'm gonna wrap it up right there Um, this next part is going to be some discussions that I, um, pulled and that were given to me by my lovely people on my social media platform. So I want to go ahead and get right into that because it's some really good stuff that I think that people would enjoy and would, you know, be like, Hey, she's going through the same thing I'm going through, or she feels the same way that I feel. So the first part is, um, How do you deal with anxiety? Now, okay, this one right here might be a long one because how do I deal with anxiety? First thing I always do is breathe because depending on how worked up I am, I do tend to get nauseous or my heart beats super fast causing nausea and it's just, you know, not a good thing if I don't breathe and calm down, you know? But um when I do breathe, I think of all the positive outcomes of whatever it is that's causing my anxiety to flare up. So, for example, if I'm um thinking about if I'm thinking about like, oh, well what if my husband gets extended? The that is like the saddest thing that a military wife, speaking from my point, that a military wife can hear is Babe, I'm extending. They're extending me out here. I won't come home, and I say I come. Co- say I will be home. That right there, in itself, is something so I think is just traumatic for all future um, deployments. If you have to go through more deployments, so the positive things that I tell myself when I when my anxiety starts to rise because I think of that is, for instance, now we're dealing with COVID nineteen, this you know virus that is a worldwide pandemic. Um, I think, well, you know, if he does get extended, we will be okay. He will be okay. He won't be put in a position to possibly contract this virus, meaning, you know, if the Navy says, hey, we're going to extend y'all another month. Okay, well, that's another month for this virus. That's another month for this virus to slow down and settle down so that when it is time for him to come home, I don't have to worry about him bringing anything back and I don't have to worry about him getting sick. So I have to constantly tell myself positive things. It could take what seems like forever to calm down, but you have to take it day by day. Don't force your mechanism of how you deal with anxiety. Take your time, breathe through it and it will be fine. So to answer that question, how do you deal with your anxiety? I breathe, I calm down, I think of positive thoughts and I tell myself in the end, I will be okay. This will be okay. This is temporary, anxiety is temporary. This anxiety or panic attack, you know, this anxiety or this panic attack is temporary. Just calm down, just breathe, it's gonna be okay. The next discussion or topic I got was stories of being a boy mom. I have so many stories, and I'm going to have to make an episode where I tell you all the funny shit that goes on in my life, Um, whether it's me being a mom or just, you know, anything. I'm going to have to make an episode dedicated to funny shit. But um, being a boy mom is something else, man. You get tired, and you get tested on the daily and they always say oh your second child sorry about that y'all but they always say oh your second child test test your gangster your gangster my second child does not so it ain't my second child that tests my gangster it's my first he has a smart ass mouth y'all my grandma likes to call my oldest sheriff because well you know sheriff will will tell you it all tell you how it is It's black and white. There's no gray. Um, And we call my second son Professor because, for one, he has the most cutest little glasses ever. Um, So when he puts them on, you know, we say, oh, little Professor, or we just call him Professor. Uh, He's smart with it, too. So he's very, very smart. And then my newest addition, Cairo, he's one of the happiest babies I have ever seen. Laughs and teases his older brother. Um, So... All my sons are really unique and funny in so many ways. Um, A day with them and you're like these dudes here. But you gotta love them. As much as they push me and push my buttons and piss me off or whatever. I love them, you know, with all my heart. So let me share a story about, it's so many, I'm gonna have to think, A, a funny story. Um, Okay, so there was one time um, my grandma and family had uh, flew into town right after um, Christmas and I had cooked, I don't know if it was spaghetti or what it was, but I cooked food and I guess we weren't, oh, okay, yeah, thank you. Um, And I guess we weren't cooking, I mean, moving as fast as he wanted to, so he decided to go in the kitchen. Yeah, he decided to go in the kitchen and fix his own food. Um, Didn't spill anything, but he went and fixed his own food. And even to this day, even when he was little, like he would always be in the kitchen, go fix his own food or add something. Like, for instance, it goes another story. My mom was boiling water. I think it was for noodles. And he decided to put biscuits in the water. And I guess he was trying to make dumplings, whatever he was trying to do. But my oldest son is definitely... Well, yeah, he is something else. Too funny. That's all I can say about my kids. They are too funny. And it's it's crazy. Um, So I'm going to jump into the last one, which I really wanted to save that for last because I have really a lot to say. This one is... um, They said... Trials and tribulations of being a mom raising three little ones, creating your business, and how I motivate myself. This is a good one honestly because my trials and tribulations of being a mom raising three kids is really that in itself. At times, many times, I felt like I just couldn't do it anymore. It was hard on me emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. I thought at that moment that i was going through that i just could not do it anymore the crying fits temper tantrums fuzzy baby um all the thoughts of how i'm here doing it by myself missing my husband my husband's gone um it was just so much for me and every time that i would have a low point to where i felt like i couldn't do it anymore i always what always ran through my mind was How I have really no one up here, like, for some reason, that always ran through my head and made me feel like shit 10 times more. It made me really, really sad. I've always thought, like, my family and my friends were back home in Texas. It just made it 10 times harder for me to deal with it deal with my trials and tribulations or that low point that I had it seemed like every night I cried and cried and cried and cried myself to sleep while my children were asleep and you know you know it's still hard and challenging at times but I pushed through it because I have to be strong for my kids I have to be strong for my family I have to be strong for my husband damn it I have to be strong for myself I get through it by telling myself, if I'm not 100%, then they can't be 100%. I think about that every single day or when I feel at my lowest as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, as an individual, I always tell myself, Kyra, if you are not 100%, then how can your kids be 100%? So it helps a lot. Now, creating my business, with three kids under three was really one of many things that were difficult for me, but I did it. It took me about one to three weeks to set up and finish my office and get it how I wanted it to be because I'm all about organization. It took me about one to three weeks to make sure I had all my folders to hold all my receipts, my um, where I was going to put my supplies, where I was going to work and make my candles, I actually turned our laundry room into an office. Um, there was a little area. It looked like it could be for like maybe folding and storing stuff, but it was like a, a built-in desk into the wall with drawers and a whole platform, a whole countertop. And I bought a uh. Um, a single burner that you can plug in and put on, on the counter, and that is where I made my candles. Instead of transferring everything from the kitchen to the where I was working at, that is what I did. I turned it into a whole working office where I make my products, produce my products, pack my products, and where I ship my products out of my office so after i got my office done and completed um it took about four to five months to work on my business um and i actually launched earlier this year that business is my scented encapsulated flower candles kept by kai as i should say I'm gonna go ahead and promote myself on my podcast you know but um You can also find it on Facebook, Capped by Kai. Um, But y'all want to know something crazy? I believe about a couple days before I launched, I had a safety issue with my original candles. And I literally had to change my entire product, formula, container, supplies, literally. Had to change up everything a couple days before I had to launch. Well, Kyra, you didn't like test your products before you were about to sell, sell them? Actually, y'all, I really thought I had it all planned out, but I didn't. Um, Turns out I had to use pressed, real pressed and dried flowers and Mod Podge for my flowers. But instead, I was literally placing real live flowers inside of the wax. And at the top where the wick was and that right there, like, obviously it can catch on fire. So I was like, what the hell am I going to do? So I called my mom, and I'm like, Mom, uh, I just decided to go ahead and light my candle, and this is what happened. So we're trying to brainstorm, and my um, my assistant at the time was on Amazon trying to find and figure out what flowers I was going to get, how I was going to use them. I, ha- I literally had to buy Amazon Prime right then and there, thank God for Amazon Prime, because I would not have been able to do all the orders that I did um but I did it I did it I had got discouraged for a moment because I had no idea how I was gonna formulate and perfect my craft in three to five days so I did it and on the first day I made over $600 in sales and I just want to shout out everyone who bought a candle, who supported me, and who even shared a post and helped promote my business, who told their friend, who told their friend, and then their friend told that friend. Y'all are the real MVPs. I just want to get that out there. I appreciate everybody who believed in me and whatever I decided to do. I appreciate y'all. So the last part of this episode is how I motivate myself. I do a lot to motivate myself. This might fall under the category of self care, but I do my hair, my makeup. Uh, Sometimes I put the kids down early so I can enjoy a cup of hot cocoa, hot chocolate, whatever in bed with a nice book or even do some work on the computer. I guess you can say that's um, obviously a part of self care, but that's just how I motivate myself. Um, But in all honesty, I think of ways to better my family. Um, Whether that's financially, mentally, you know, I just find ways to help my family, build my family more, Um, like more income, fun things for my kids. Um, All day and even more so late at night, ideas and my creativity overflow in my mind. Like literally, let me give you all an example. Like literally, okay, so my husband will be coming home in a few months. All right, sorry about that. So like I was saying, my husband comes home in a few months, right? And literally in one night of thinking, I got together all the decorations, where I want the decorations, how I want the decorations, the food, even down to the outfits. I even ordered him gifts. I even ordered his shirt for him to wear and I'm not gonna tell y'all the details y'all just gonna have to see for all my people on Facebook who are listening even um like well let me let me back up I'm not gonna say too much all the people on my Facebook if y'all are listening and tuning in I probably just repeated myself but you know it's okay Y'all will see how it's going to turn out. Because I really... It's it's so hard for me to keep surprises to myself when I'm surprising my husband. Like, for God's sake, I gave my husband his birthday gift. Uh, Literally, I think a day or two before his birthday, I just couldn't hold it in. It was just a really good, you know, idea. But, y'all, I just... um. I just I do a lot to motivate myself. I do a lot to keep myself in good spirit and um, I do a lot to make sure that mentally I am good and I'm up there Um, because for those of you that don't know, I do take my mental health very, very seriously. That is something I do not play with because I was once in a dark place and in a hole so deep. That I don't ever want to go back there again. So I do a lot to motivate myself. I do a lot of self care. I try to keep a positive attitude, positive energy, positive spirit during this whole deployment and this crazy ass time in this world. Um, but you know, I'm gonna get there. We're gonna be all right. And I just want to let everyone know out there who has anxiety or you know, going something's going on with their mental health. I just want to say that you can do it. You can get through it. It's okay to cry. It's okay to vent. Find you some good friends who are not going to judge you and who are going to be there for you, for you to lean on. You're going to be okay. And we're going to get through this together. Um, you're going to get through this together. And, you know, stay strong. So I'm going to wrap up this episode because as y'all probably hear can hear throughout this episode, my baby is up and wowing. You know, perks of being a stay-at-home mom. But, you know. I'm going to wrap up this episode. I've, I hope you've learned a few things, enjoyed a few things, had your laughs. Um, stay tuned for more. Thank y'all for listening. This is Mommy Overload signing off.